Hi everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood relationship coach, Jason. Today we're talking about communication after the separation and I just wanted to give you five tips to help with that. One, give it some time. What do I mean by that? If you're getting separated, there are reasons. The reasons that you have to separate are the same reasons that it's going to be very difficult to get you and your partner on the same page as far as things like the custody for the kids, the separation of assets, the even the schedule for pets. Some people have schedules for pets. There's all kinds of moving parts. It typically took you years to get together as a couple and it's going to take time to come to agreement for a lot of the things around the separation. Many people are looking for a quick fix for their separation when they're literally still sleeping in the bed with their ex. You need to get on your own. You need to have your, your own space and you need to take care of your mental health and that's going to take time. And even the timing of that, of when you should leave your home, of when you, or if your partner, your ex should leave the home, are things that are very important. And depending on what your approach is as far as the kids go, that's also a factor in how you're going to approach that. So my advice with that is to give it time. It is not something that you have to rectify in a day. These things will take time to get in order, especially now that you are in a place where the cat's out of the bag as far as things not going well. This is a person that you could not work with and now you're at the point of needing to move on from. You can expect that to be a difficult, multi-staged process. Number two, be careful of the counsel you keep. You are going to get counsel from friends and family, everything from telling you to stay for the kids, to, to do violence to your partner, to, oh, just be nice because you never know, you might end up back with them. Remember, nobody actually understands fully what you are going through. They are telling you things from their own perspective and you need good support, but even more importantly, good support, you need good counsel. Counsel is people helping you along through the process. Counsel is what you need in order to do well while you go through this very challenging process for most people. Number three, keep it civil. Keeping it civil just means you don't need to add drama to a already tough situation, calling your partner names, trying to get a rise out of your partner, trying to get revenge on your partner, your ex-partner, I should say, is not going to help the situation. You want to be in your best mental mind state. And for yourself, you're trying to negotiate with this person, negotiating with a person who is on 10, just because you wanted them to be there is not good for you, right? So you wanna keep it civil. You wanna be able to have reasonable conversations. That said, the other person, may not honor that and there's not really much you can do about that. You can set boundaries with people as far as only talking to them about the separation through your mediator or only talking about it through your lawyer if it's gone that far. And if you're trying to be civil and they won't, my advice is that you don't have to be in that space with them because 
there's really not much that will come of it if they're just trying to get a rise out of you. Number four, listen to experts, but take what they say with a grain of salt. Remember that they only know your side of the story. There is nuance. And many times I've worked with people where partner A says something and partner B has documentation that shows that it's something else altogether. And partner A doesn't remember it that way, but the documentation, unfortunately, is the documentation. So whether you're working with a coach or a mediator or a lawyer or all of the above, keep in mind that all of these people who are there to help you, they only know your side of the story and are giving you advice based on the narrative that you are telling them. So if you're saying something like, oh yeah, yeah, I've definitely paid support, and they say how much, and you calculate how much support you pay in your head, and your ex has proof that you haven't paid any support and you don't have any, there are many kinds of support, and legally what people mean by support isn't the same as what we normal people think of as support. It's better to ask clarifying questions of the professionals that you're working with as what they mean by the thing that they're asking you. It will help them to help you. Keep that in mind. Number five, you need to know the difference between what you're entitled to and what you will accept to move forward. What do I mean by that? Your lawyer is going to tell you and a mediator will tell you what you are legally entitled to. What you're legally entitled to and what you're willing to accept will be very different in most cases. You don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars, months of your life and your mental health trying to get something you're entitled to that is not enforceable. Keep in mind that family court is not the same as other courts. So when you go to family court, a lot of the time, the judges, the lawyers, whoever, they are there because as far as they're concerned, you have not been able to come to a reasonable solution with your ex. And considering the things that they deal with, spousal abuse, child abuse, that kind of stuff, when you come before them and you haven't been able to make a reasonable agreement, they do not generally smile upon it. So if you have to go to court, court should be a last resort to get through this process. You should be able to get through this process with a reasonable person without getting to that level. That said, I know that there are abusive people. There are people with mental, um, I don't want to call them mental health issues because that's not what I mean, but they have a mentality about winning and about always being right, which means you're, you're not going to be able to avoid going to court with them because they're going to drive it to court. Fortunately, lawyers generally have experience knowing what kind of person you're dealing with, and they should advise you on what you should do and what you should document. You should involve a mediator to try and get through it. If that doesn't work out, you should involve a lawyer, even though it costs money. If you're not being dramatic and just going for only your needs, you you hopefully can get through this without going to court. But if you do have to go to court, you still need to know the difference between what you're entitled to and what you're willing to accept because the court may not reward what you're entitled to. It is not that cut and dry. And as a bonus, an important thing to remember is this isn't about what you deserve. 
okay? You are not going through this process because you're a bad person or because you're a horrible person or the worst in the world. This isn't happening to you because, you know, it's part of some grand plan that you go through a horrible time with someone that you loved and trusted. Some people will tell you that, so we're back to who you, you got to be careful to who you listen to. But those same people would tell you that your partner is abusing you because it's part of the plan. It's not part of the plan. It is abuse is horrible. It's terrible and no one deserves that. So this is not about what you deserve. This is something that is unfortunately a reality that many people have to go through. And while you're going through this, you have to take care of your health, take care of your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, whatever you have to do to be able to sleep and rest is what you need to do because when we can't sleep, everything else starts to fall apart, okay? So my five things with two bonuses, I suppose, are give it time, be careful of the counsel you keep, keep it civil, listen to experts, but with a grain of salt, know the difference between what you're entitled to and what you will accept. And the bonuses are that it's not about what you deserve, right? And that you have to take care of your health while you're going through this. So those are seven tips that I hope help you through this process if you're going through it now. Take care.